Hi, Amelia. Thanks for joining the uh, Fruit Street Health podcast. Maybe you could just share a little bit with the listeners about your educational and professional background and why you became a dietitian for Fruit Street's diabetes prevention program. Yeah, certainly. So um, I have been a dietitian for uh, about eight years now, and uh, I be I started working with Fruit Street about two years ago. And prior to joining Fruit Street, I had worked in um, the clinical setting first. I worked in rural health, um, so I really can see the value for telehealth in different locations, like um, where people don't have as much access. Um, but I worked inpatient and outpatient. When I was working in outpatient, I really saw, um, you know, I, I would see with meet with patients according to like their insurance coverage once or twice a month. Um, and uh, back in that time, I thought to myself, gosh, it'd be so great if there was a way that I could keep in touch with this person outside of our visit. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I really like about Fruit Street is that you just get the continuous um, contact with the people you're working with. Um, but yeah, from then I worked uh, in program development uh, on a mental health nutrition program. We also taught people how to cook and things like that. And um, and yeah, pretty much from there, then went on to uh, work at Fruit Street. Great. And um, where, where were you when you were doing that rural um, work? Uh, in the Upper Peninsula, which is where I am again. <laughs> Of Michigan, sorry, Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Yeah, I've heard a lot. I mean, I guess in some cases, a patient might have to drive maybe even like an hour or two to see a dietitian, right? Right. And actually, back in that time, too, I had heard of the Diabetes Prevention Program, um, and they did it at the uh, hospital that I was at. But in other locations, they didn't have that program. um, And, you, you know, there was only a few participants that would come to access it. So it's really cool that we can reach so many people with a diabetes Mm -hmm. prevention program. Yeah. I think in some States, I don't know if this is still the case, but they've had only maybe one or two programs for the entire state in person. Um, So telehealth is definitely a way to, to reach more people. And um, without sharing names, I mean, have you had any particular um, success stories with participants where maybe they like lost weight or really had success with the program that you wanted to share? Yeah, definitely. Um, I had a person in one of my groups that recently was at the six month mark. When she started the program, she completely stopped drinking soda. And, you know, at first her her weight was dropping so quickly. I actually checked in with her about it. Um, And she was able to maintain that through the six month mark, along with plenty of other healthy lifestyle changes. (laughs) So she would come to class and she always had this inspiration to share with the other people in the group, like, um, one time she came to class and we were talking about getting more active and she was um, talking about how she had a doctor's appointment and she was waiting for 20 minutes and she decided to walk the whole time, you know? So she's like really took all the lessons to cl- from class to heart. And at that six point, uh, six month part, she, she shared with us that um, she had gone off of nearly all of her cholesterol medications. Her brush blood pressure was lower. She'd lost 30 pounds and maintained it. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and she also credited like, some different changes, like she was eating oatmeal all the time and liking it. And it was really cool, not only for her success, but then after she shared that, I noticed when um, one of the other members of that group was posting her food log photos, she started eating oatmeal all the time. Wow. <laughs> so, so it's really, it was really cool to see the power of the group experience in play. Yeah. I mean, um, do you feel like there's like a sense of emotional connection amongst the participants that's helpful? I mean, do you think it would be as successful if it was just 
one-on-one or what do you, what do you think about groups versus one-on-one sessions? I really think that group is key. Um, I think one-on-one is great too and can be really impactful for people, but for, for the diabetes prevention program and the context that we're, we're doing it in, I think it really is the thing that makes it so impactful. And, um, you know, there's a lot of times in the group that I'll get surprised by somebody sharing something, um, like one person in a group um, recently said we were talking about different forms of support and she was like, you guys are my main form of support when I'm making, talking about making these lifestyle changes. Like mm-hmm. this group really gives me so much support. It's just even so much more than we realize as coaches. And I think one of the other things that's really powerful about behind that is uh, the fact that people are getting ideas from each other rather than just us, the dietitian being like, well, you should do this, you should do this. And like, I have these answers for you. Like people are getting ideas from other people that are also inspired to change their lives and trying to implement all these different health changes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard a lot of good feedback about the the group format and uh, maybe you could share a little bit about how people are interacting with like the wireless scale or the Fitbit or taking pictures of their food and um, anything, any thoughts on on those components of the program? Yeah, definitely. Um, So for the taking pictures of their food, um, it is really neat to see over time how people start making different changes. And even according to what we talk about in class, like uh, in the beginning, we start talking about the plate method. And then sometimes you'll start people seeing people put a half plate of veggies on their uh, mm. plate. And, and yeah, it's really neat to see that change over time. And then people incorporating your, your ideas and feedback or reflecting on questions that you're asking them to kind of dig a little deeper, deeper into the food choices that they're making. And the scale is a really wonderful tool for accountability Uh, for us as the coaches too. Like you can um, see how people are doing and also kind of compare it to their own personal goals, use it as a tool for following up with people like, Hey, your weight has been, I see your weight's been stable the past month. Do you want to talk more about that? Is there any, you know, any changes you've been thinking about Mm -hmm. things like that? And yeah. And Fitbit, of course, is really wonderful. Also really fun to see our participants interact with each other doing Fitbit challenges uh, outside of the group setting too. So competing to see who gets the most steps and things like that. So, it, and, and it is interesting to see also how for some of the participants as they're going along in the program, once they get that Fitbit, it's like this whole new level of right. engagement and like they start you know, then, you know, for some people, like that's the tool they needed and they, they really, the mm-hmm. weight loss really starts clicking for them. So it's really cool that they right. have all these resources that make a great combination. Right. And, and we don't issue the Fitbit until they attend two classes. Do you feel like people are uh, in some cases, maybe like motivated to hit that two class mark to earn the Fitbit or what have you seen there? Yeah, I think, I think that's a great motivator. Uh, and, and yeah, sometimes people, you know, will follow up if there's like a glitch in the, you know, if there's like yeah. a, you, they didn't take their weight and they're wondering where their scale yeah, yeah. or where their watch is. So you're like, oh, there's, you know, you just need to take another weight or whatever. So they're really excited about earning that mm-hmm. Fitbit. And, um, and yeah, I think uh, it's, I think it's right. A really nice timing too, to have it a couple of weeks in because they're getting used to all those other mm-hmm. aspects of it, starting to track their, their activity separately right. from doing that. Um, so it's like a fun I don't know, right. you like prize to come along. In yeah, program. for sure. And how many classes have you taught so far? Um, and any, any rough estimate, how many people you've worked with in the program? Um, I have taught at least eight classes and, uh, 
I would guess around 200 people that I've worked with in the program. Wow. Yeah, no, that's a lot for sure. And, um, and, and, and just, what do you do outside of Fruit Street? Like, are you at a hospital or something like that? Or are you doing a lot of Fruit Street work now? I'm doing mostly Fruit Street work. I'm actually also a team lead. So okay. I yeah, tell us a little, tell us a little yeah. bit about that. I haven't interviewed any team leads yet. So oh, how does yeah. that work? Yeah, so as a team lead, I check in, or well, I check in with new coaches as they're starting on mm -hmm. starting with the program. When, once they get their first class, uh, I give them a call weekly during their first month. Uh, I also support them by providing um, a feedback checklist, basically kind of overview of um, how they're interacting with participants and things like that. Um, and so. So yeah, we just kind of answer any questions that they have, uh, explain more about how things work with Fruit Street, uh, and it is really, it is really so fun. It's 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 great to um, have this opportunity to be the team lead after um, after working with Fruit Street for a while because um, it's just uh, this whole new level of getting to know the company and um, yeah, yeah, adding yeah. No, that's great. How many how many coaches do you do that for now? I have almost 20 coaches on my team now. Oh, wow. That's a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I, do you feel like, um, like, like what is the thing that you can help them most, most with? Like, do they, do some of them not have maybe experience with like group classes or, I mean, obviously there's a certain level of learning the software itself, but um, like, what are some of the, you know, struggles they bring with you, bring to you that, that you kind of help them with when they're new? I think one of the biggest challenges can be kind of switching gears from being the dietitian to being the health coach. So that's something I talk with my coaches uh, on my team a lot um, about just, and you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of neat because after a couple of times, you know, we'll, we'll discuss it once or twice and then it clicks for them. They just, they just get it. But um, just, you know, rather than providing lots of suggestions, guiding right. the participant more and things like that. So, and it, it just takes a little bit to get used to it, but then, you know, I see the coaches on my team starting to right. ask more and more and really dig deeper with people and um, put a lot of meaning into the, um, mm -hmm. the dialogue on the food log. Yeah. Yeah. I think when a lot of people think about a dietitian, they think, well, you know, they're going to tell me to eat this instead of that. But I, I guess in the diabetes prevention program, it's more about motivational interviewing and that kind of thing. Do you want to maybe just share a little bit about, how that works and that, that technique for people that may not be familiar with it. Yeah, sure. So yeah, with motivational interviewing, kind of similar to how I was explaining, it's more like guiding people and also exploring people's thoughts around change a little bit more. So um, yeah, rather than, and, and I guess another thing to, that I kind of sometimes will tell my coaches to keep in mind is, you know, if you see something, somebody post a picture of a meal and you might think, like start thinking, oh, you know, maybe they could have a smaller portion of this. Maybe they should have this on, on their plate or whatever. But for that person, it might already be a huge step. Um, so rather than focusing on like, oh, you should try this, just keeping it more open, finding out what their next thoughts are. Um, and yeah, just trying to use questioning to help them inspire, you know, find their own <clears throat> next best steps and change that, that they're thinking about making. Also kind of asking questions about people's readiness for change. Um, and yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and what do you think people's uh, motivations are for joining the program? Like, have you seen that uh, most of it's losing weight or people want to avoid diabetes or any, any other examples or, or how do you, how do you feel about that? 
Um, for joining the program, I would say, um, yeah, it's a little bit of everything. Uh, some Sometimes it's weight loss motivated. Sometimes um, maybe they recently had a conversation with a health provider about a chronic condition that they're at risk for. And so they want to either better manage that or prevent it. So uh, and sometimes people's motivations will be like being able to hike this mountain that they tried to hike recently and they found they were out of breath, you know, and it's really cool to get to, to be with them as they mm-hmm. come back to the group and say, Hey, I went, I went and I hiked that mountain last week and I wasn't out of breath. I had a great time. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. And uh, I was just curious in terms of the dietitians. I mean, you, you're managing 20 dietitians now. Um, what do you find their motivation to be? I mean, is it that, you know, maybe they're working in a hospital, they want to do more prevention work or, I mean, obviously, of course, they love earning extra income as well, but like, what do you, what do you think some of their motivations are? That's a great question. They are, um, I, I, I recently, I guess that makes me think of, uh, just last week I was talking with a coach and she was, uh, she was, she was asking, she was talking to me about just her role and settling into it and things. And she, she was saying like, I have this amazing opportunity to help people change their lives. And her question was like, how do I be more inspiring? So it's, it's just really cool to uh, the coaches on, on, on the fruit street team. They're just really incredible. Yeah. They, they have such a wide variety of backgrounds. Uh, I have people on my team that have their PhDs or um, our dining service director or a public health director, or there's one person who was involved in the diabetes prevention program and the original study and followed patients in it for wow. over 20 years. Um, and yeah, uh, some of them are health coaches with a different company. So I think, yeah, I think just a, a desire to have a job that can help people change their lives. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's really cool to be able to work with all of our wonderful coaches. Great. Well, uh, we'll end the episode on that uh, high note. And uh, thanks for joining the show. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Digital Health Entrepreneurship with Lauren Stroud. If you haven't already, take a look at some of our other episodes and leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform.